0: Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. So you're ready to invest, you're convinced the market is right, where do you invest? Well, we're going to talk about tonight, market analysis in the new economy. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio network. Well, happy Thanksgiving, and welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms, and we've got a great show for you today. Uh, We're going to be talking about market analysis and the new economy. Things have changed, but uh, there still is great opportunity. How do you find a market today? Uh, So that's going to be fun. But first of all, uh, let's meet the guys, uh, our co-host, financial strategist, Russell Gray. Hey, Robert. Hey there. And the man we call the godfather of real estate. Uh, He's been investing for six different decades, Mr. Bob Helms. This could be
1: the most fun decade of all.
0: It could be. And uh, the big holiday right around the corner, tis the season. So we thought we'd uh, start uh, with a little perspective about all the things we're thankful for uh, as real estate investors. And that's a short list this year. (laughs) (laughs) No. No, it is, there's lots to be thankful for. It's arguably one of the best buyer's markets we've ever seen. So as soon as you can get your head around that and quit dwelling on the ugliness of the past, uh, it really is an extraordinary opportunity. I've I've uh, been traveling a lot more. I mean, I always travel a lot, but the last uh, four weeks have been absolutely amazing. Uh, I think I am. Um, I've definitely passed 30,000 miles in the air this month. Uh, and I'm not quite to 40 but uh, the month isn't over uh, and as you get around to other places and I've been traveling internationally uh, and if, if you've followed my tweets you know where I've gone but uh, we'll talk about how you can find out uh, all of that with our new website before we're done today we're thankful for that uh, but you really get perspective when you see a whole bunch of different markets and that's what has my head going about this topic tonight is that today when I look at a marketplace the things I do have changed a little bit from what historically I've done and uh, we've had a, a very good good track record, you might say, of finding marketplaces uh, over the years, um, both nationally and internationally, and uh, the rules have changed a little bit. So that's what we're going to talk about. It's
2: definitely more complicated in this new economy. You know, we've got the Internet, and that's really changed things. We have a lot
0: of... uh, Another thing to be thankful for, the Internet.
2: uh, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have an opportunity to get our hands on so much more information uh, but it's, it's a big world, and it's, it's a world that's getting smaller as these trade barriers have come down, as people are able to move freely about because they become more intrigued, more informed about other places. Uh, there's a lot of dynamics. And, of course, th- we have things going on in our economy, partly because of the Internet, that we've never seen before. And so we're sitting here now at a time where if, if you had didn't realize that even though real estate is very local, it has really gotten very global. And people are are have started investing you know stock market over overseas quite some time ago. And I think real estate investors are beginning to realize, wow, there's opportunity all over the place. and you gotta you gotta understand how to look at things a little bit differently uh, because the, the the way we get things done, the way we get things funded, the way we do business is different today. Uh, than it's been in the past.
0: So two days ago, I'm in the Sea of Cortez in a boat with a whole bunch of real estate guys. It was awesome. We had a developer team there and uh, our financier and, and uh, our underwriter and all these people. Um, and we're literally in this bay at sea. And somebody's asking a question about where the cut of the bay goes out to the water. And so one of the guys pulls up on his phone uh, the Google map. And is showing that. Meanwhile, another guy is bringing up the statistics on the fishing in the area because we're looking over and seeing all these beautiful sails. What are all those sails? All these different colors. Well, those guys are out shrimp fishing, is what they're doing, and they must call it something else, shrimping. But it uh, reminded me of you know Bubba Gump. But uh, so we go, we go out and we drive up to four or five of these boats in a row, and the guys are asking, Hey, do you have any shrimp we can buy? And the first guy says, like, "Oh, I just got here. I've got." He, pull, he pulls up like uh, you know a few. He says, like, "I only got half a dozen, but uh, it's a good day for shrimp." But these giant prawns, right? Just beautiful fresh shrimp. But try, try this guy up here. He's he's been out here a while. So we go up, and sure enough, this guy's got a ton of shrimp. He goes, "Oh, but I've promised five kilos uh, to a restaurant, and I'm and I'm not there yet. So I I really can't sell you guys any." So about anyway, the fourth boat, we find a guy who sells us a giant thing of brand new fresh giant prawns for about $3 U.S just a May is huge. I mean, it was two kilos, whatever that translates to be, uh, for under $4 wow. U S and fresh talk about fresh. But anyway, so here we are technology wise, right? There's the old world. These guys that their, their grandfathers were fishing shrimp in this bay. And here we are with the Google map looking exactly where the bay comes through. <laughs> We've got the report of the, the fishing, you know, uh, in the area. And I'm, and, uh, you know and drinking tequila it was great you
1: call that kick in the water
0: kick or- in the water right yeah. it's, uh, it's the importance of, of getting out in the marketplace which we'll uh we'll talk about tonight for sure so so here's the premise somewhere in the world is a great market a great real estate market and no matter how bad your market may be i promise you there is a stellar performing market somewhere and every time even today well what about the Financial meltdown, and what about the subprime? And wham, wham, wham! I'm telling you, there are great markets out there, and your mission as a real estate investor is to figure out what you're investing for first, and then how to go find those markets. And they're not going to come to you, right? Jim Rohn says you have to search for a good idea. Rarely does one interrupt you. You're not. No one's going to knock on your door and say, "Hey, I got, got a great market for you tonight." Uh, but but if you'll get out there and you'll look, there is some amazing stuff happening right now. You just have to know what to look for.
2: Yeah, I think that the uh, you know when you've got, when you. Look- look at just being able to check and see what can be financed or how the laws work or all that type of thing. You know, the guy could be on the Google map and he could be, he could be looking up, what the, the rates are, or he could be actually emailing or, or uh, IMing, you know, his, his loan guy and saying, hey, can I get this project financed and so on. So uh, there's just so many different things that are available to us in today's society. And if you're not using those, if you're not taking advantage of those, then, then you're not competitive. You're falling behind.
0: Boy, it's true. We were sitting there going, what did we do before the Internet? You know, Just this whole process and, and a lot really uh, happened in the last uh, few weeks in terms of just understanding where markets are going and the information you look for and who to get it from and so forth. So we haven't talked about it on the show for a while. So let's just talk about what what you look for in a real estate market. If I'm a real estate investor, the basic premise is as an investor, we want to invest where people – either are going to live or work or play or retire or vacation that's what we're looking for is where the demand is demand is not equal aqua- across all real estate there are certain parts of uh, our country and other countries that aren't very desirable and there's certain parts that are super desirable and therefore have a premium price so as a real estate investor we need to understand what's driving the market why are people wanting to go there and how can we put ourselves in front of that how can we be in the path of progress so that we benefit when those habit with those patterns happen and it's really easy to predict the past it's easy to say well here's how much job growth was in this area for this period. Well, here here was RevPar and the hotel sector in this period. Well, here's where commercial leases are in the last two years. The hard part is to predict the future. And so as investors, it's important that we understand what the drivers are in a marketplace. There's some great deals out there today, but I tell you what, I get so much stuff across my desk that is absolute garbage today in arguably the best buyer's market, right? A guy's trying to sell me a hundred houses and and sends me all this pictures and all this wonderful stuff. The Problem is, his market has negative net migration, major job loss. The two biggest employers in the area have left or are leaving. I mean, I'm looking at this market going, not interested. He's pitching the houses. I'm looking at the market. So the first premise is forget the type of real estate you want to invest in, you need to first start with the market. Always start with the market. Never start with the property. I could always tell beginning and naive investors because they're looking at some broker package of a property and they're all about the property. I've I've calculated the cap rate and I've I've got the rents and I know what the performance is and I you know I've got the the floor print, the blueprint of the building and it's like, well, let's back up a minute. Where is it located? Well it's located in such and such. Okay, well why are you investing there? Well, the cap rate on this building, it's like, wait a minute, forget the cap rate. Let's talk about markets. You know, you are either going to specialize in a market and then a niche within a market, or you're going to go out and find a market. Now there's a lot of successful real estate investors that just operate in a market or two, and that's fine. But I promise you, they know now whether they knew when they were going in, but they know now what the drivers are in the marketplace and the reasons they want to be in that marketplace. And then within that marketplace, you know what to look for in, in niches, right? We have some Friends who invest in uh, B-class apartments and they do a great job of that and they know the markets to be in and it's a half a dozen they're, or less. They're not out there looking at 75 markets across the world. They're in a half a dozen markets because they've identified exactly what it is they want in the investment and then what the signs are that they're looking for. It goes back to
2: personal investment philosophy. You know, you got to know whether you're a cash flow investor, an equity investor. uh, You need to know what you're willing to do, what you're good at. Um, You know, some people want to buy lousy properties and fix them up. And then you got to make sure you know who you're going to sell them to and you force the equity. Some people want to buy properties that are going to cash flow. Uh, When you're looking at a market, you got to decide, is this a market that's going to be very stable, meaning it's not going to be really sexy to the upside, but it's not going to be super bad to the downside? Or do I want something that's going to be a wild ride? And I have the chance to make twenty thirty forty percent if I catch it on the right end. You know you talk about this guy in a market where everything's falling apart, and the prices have dropped significantly. Well, you know in stock investing they call that catching a falling knife right it, 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 when you buy something that's down and it's not done going down this and is a this is a falling chainsaw <laughs> and you catch it, then you're liable to get hurt yeah. right. And so you have to understand that underneath the market, what's going to eventually prop it up? And I think those are the things you're talking about. And, you know the things we always look at are the basic infrastructure, size of the population, economic drivers, you know all the things you were talking about.
3: We
1: always want to look at the numbers because the numbers are key to how well it's going to perform, but that's just not enough. First of all, you got to congratulate yourself if you're thinking if you've got it, This is a great time to invest. It absolutely is a great time to invest. We've been saying that for quite some time. However, what are you going to invest in? I just got a a, a mailing, uh, uh, an offering circular, if you will, on a property that had pretty decent numbers at a first glance. Guess what? I got that exact same offer on that exact same property about a year ago. They've relisted it exactly like they did a year ago, and it didn't sell then. How much does it take? This was listed by a pretty impressive guy with his credentials, but it's not going anywhere it's not going to happen so to, and even if the numbers look good,
0: that's not enough no, it's not today because we're not just worried about the numbers today. We're worried about in this economy the numbers in the future, and you really are at any point, right? The the idea of your personal investment philosophy is what do you want real estate to do for you? And once you figure that out, then you can narrow down the market you're interested in, and then subsequently the property niches that you're interested in, right? There's people that are successful in investing in nothing but industrial real estate, but they know that game. And in certain marketplaces, industrial real estate is on the move up, and a lot of places it's on the move down. So if I I'm an industrial investor. I've got to know that. And then within that, what are the hot niches and the hot product types and and so forth? So when we come back, we're going to cover the basics of uh, demographics and what we look for when it comes to analyzing a market. Then we'll talk about uh, some of the new changes today, some of the things you need to be aware of. And we'll share some stories, some recent stories about some uh, fun uh, market trips as well. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys Radio Network. I'm your host, Robert Helms equity happens
4: is it happening to you learn more at realestateguysradio.com
3: Chadwick With Chadwick real estate like diamonds are forever so when it comes to real estate never say never again I travel the world for Global Property Network, spying out hot markets, experienced agents, and great deals. So if the world is not enough and you're looking for investment or vacation real estate anywhere in America or around the globe, call Global Property Network. I've got a gold finger for connecting you to great properties. You only live twice, so to grow your income for the second part of your life, you can live and let die, or you can go for it, like the living daylights. GPN is here to help. From Russia with love, this is Luke Chadwick for Global Property Network.
4: Give Luke and his team at Global Property Network a license to kill and find new income-producing property. Tomorrow never dies, so you need Luke to find properties and deals for your eyes only. Call Luke and GPN today, 877-411-4GPN. That's 877-411-4GPN. Or on the sponsors page at realestateguysradio.com.
5: There are a lot of what-ifs when it comes to investing. What if the stock market takes an unexpected dive? What if there's some government action that blows your investment? What if the company that you invest is the next Enron? These are some of the common ones, but I have another what-if scenario for you. What if you could invest in a market that Forbes rated as one of the top three investment opportunities in the U.S.? What if the investment gave you a significant tax advantage? What if CNN Money says this is a low-risk, high-yield opportunity that shouldn't be overlooked? And what if, instead of just thinking about this, you actually took action? Take a few minutes to learn more. Go online to GoZoneAdvisor.com and get the free report from the IRS that explains this opportunity. Time for this opportunity is almost out. Isn't it worth taking a look? That's GoZoneAdvisor.com or call toll-free 800-970-0523. That's 800-970-0523. It's GoZoneAdvisor.com or 800-970-0523.
6: Hey, John, what are you doing this weekend? Well, with all the great real estate investment opportunities these days, I thought I would sit down and, uh, you know, crunch the numbers, calculating the cap rate, operating income, cash flow. (laughs) You know the drill. What? You still do that by hand?
7: You mean you don't have a system? Uh, what are you talking about? One word. Trivo. T R E I V O. Trivo? Uh, what's that? Trivo, the real estate investor's virtual office. It's a great website that will tell you in seconds the property's cash flow, cap rate, operating income, and more. Trivo allows you to easily compare financing options and see how they impact your bottom line. Trivo allows you to store all of this data, plus documents, pictures, contacts, reminders, and more. Your system, Trivo, does all that? That's not all. Trivo makes it easy to track your ongoing income and expenses. With Trivo, you will always know how each property is performing. And the website creation tool in Trivo makes it easy to advertise your properties for sale or lease. Trivo? Hmm, sounds perfect, but uh, I'm on a budget. Don't sweat it. Trivo comes with a free 30-day trial. But register a promotional code Real Estate Guys, and your 30-day trial turns into a 60-day trial. After the trial period, get this, Trevo is only $9 a month. Just go online to treivo.com, trevo.com.
8: RadicalRecessionRemedy.com interrupts the Real Estate Guys programming to have a moment of silence in memory of our great economy. It's a new day, and we need to come up with a new strategy for our finances. www.radicalrecessionremedy.com is that strategy. Do you never want to worry about negative cash flow again? Would you like a down payment cash machine? Get the free report at www.radicalrecessionremedy.com. That's www.radicalrecessionremedy.com. When you're ready to do your part in strengthening the economy. That's www.radicalrecessionremedy.com. We now return you to your regular programming of the Real Estate Guys.
7: Hi,
0: this is Kendra Todd, winner of The Apprentice, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. And if you haven't seen our new website, you need to go there. Well, maybe not right this second, but after the show, certainly realestateguysradio.com. That's the same URL we've always had, realestateguysradio.com, but we've had a facelift.
2: Yes, we have. And uh, we've been working real hard on it. So we have all kinds of cool stuff. We got uh, our all, all of our shows up there are set up as podcasts, so you can just go and download those, or you can listen to them. So that's kind of cool. Yep. Uh, we have a, now a blog going, so instead of having to just listen to us or getting to listen to us <laughs> once once a week, <laughs>
0: yeah. Instead of having <laughs> little to little slip
2: there, and uh, but but you can listen. You, you can you can check out the blogs, and we're commenting on things that are happening in the news. And uh, for premium members, backstage pass members, which is kind of a cool deal. Uh, we, we, you, you get access to all the show archives, plus we will actually do audio blogs for you and we're adding other things too. So you can go check
0: that out, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, lots of fun at com. If you miss a show, that's a place to uh to check it out. We're talking about uh where to invest these days, market analysis in the new economy uh and uh the rules have changed a little bit, and so we have to think differently when we're looking at uh, the marketplaces. So first let's talk about market analysis. We're trying to find a market uh where all the indicators are are positive for what it is that we want to invest in. And here's the the five general Indicators. Now there's hundreds, but many of them fall within these categories, and there's some unique ones. But basically, we're talking about rents, occupancy, or what some negative people call vacancy, uh, supply in a marketplace, demand in a marketplace. And taken together, those are a thing we call absorption. How quickly is that type of real estate moving, whether it's leases or property for sale or land. And then uh, the big one is is people, demographics. And within that, you have employment, uh, population trends, net migration, uh, and so on. So uh, I know I went through quickly, but uh, it makes a lot of sense when you think about it. We want to know where are people going and why, and then what's the demand like and the supply of real estate, and that's going to tell us how long we're going to be in a project. If I look as a developer today and I I look at a market where I can find good absorption, where the, the the What I'm building is selling well. That may be a market that isn't a great market for commercial leases right now. Right, It's just one of those marketplaces. So um, today I think that – and again, in the archives you can find shows we've done on market analysis and property due diligence and all that. But uh, today there's some major changes. They revolve around the fact that because of the financial crisis, we have two major implications. And within that, many things we'll talk about. The first major implication is availability of financing, as we talked about uh, a few weeks back, uh, has changed drastically. And it's important in two ways. It's important when I acquire a property – I need to make sure if I'm using leverage, and there's a lot of good reasons to use leverage today, if I'm acquiring a property with leverage, I need to make sure I can get a loan. And that isn't as easy as it used to be. Number two is that if I'm going to hold the property for other than the rest of my life, right if at some point i need an exit strategy and always good to have one then or a couple of them then what is my buyer going to be facing when it comes to the realities of financing right i might find the greatest parcel of land ever to build new single family houses in and it might be a market that has demand for single family houses there there aren't enough and it might be that we've got people who will stand in line on on opening day to put down reservations on these houses But if they can't get loans to buy the houses, now I'm looking for cash buyers and that's a hard thing. So the two areas in terms of uh, financing is your acquisition of the property and holding of the property and then your exit strategy. The other major change in my mind that's also happened because of uh, the global economic uh, crisis is that a lot of people are not in the same position they are financially, and now this isn't a poor salt in the wound, but there's people who have seen a huge amount of their net worth dissipate, people that got into real estate at the wrong time in the wrong markets, didn't see the turn coming and are in trouble. So you have situations where somebody who was a, a credit risk borrower as a buyer last year or the year before today lost their house and they're a renter. So that can work in your favor or or against you. There's marketplaces today where there are great rental opportunities to rent to those folks. Fine, upstanding people who have jobs and who have a long history of paying bills, but they got caught up in the whirlwind of what happened and maybe lost a property and their credit along with it doesn't mean that they aren't a a decent tenant risk for you to take on. So we have those two things in in my mind, what's happening in terms of acquisition financing and, and exit strategy, and then the realities of what's happened in our global economic crisis for people.
2: You know, and I, there's a couple of thoughts I have in there. You know, within within the concept of supply and demand, which you talked about, <clears throat> we always talk about this notion of capacity to pay, which is really what you're drawing out with the idea, somebody's ability to get a loan because loans are so instrumental to purchasing real estate. And so sometimes when you just look at supply and demand, say, gee, there's a lot of people there and boy, there's just not enough units. You know, there, you also got to look at the fact though, is it possible for people to be able to, to buy those? So always understand- what the the lending is. I think that that's uh, that's a very important
0: topic. And if it is a market that that people buy with with leverage, not all markets are. I was just in a market, interesting, they're building uh, these beautiful condominiums, pretty small, you know, 900 square foot, two bedroom, one bathroom condominiums, some are two and twos. Uh, They're selling one a day. Wow. That's pretty good, right? Selling one a day. Uh, Here's how they're doing it. They have uh, arranged for 80% uh, financing through a local bank that is affiliated with their construction lender. So they get the big picture from start to end, this this bank, and they want this business. And it took a while to get this, but they didn't start building till they had it in place. So now if you're a local person in this marketplace, it's an international market, and this isn't available to, to – uh, People that aren't living in that country yet, but um, you can buy with a 20% down at a very favorable interest rate and it's 30-year amortization, which they haven't had in this market. They've only had 20-year amortization. So that makes it, as we know, even more affordable. And so these things are selling, one, because they're in a great location, they're beautiful and they're nice and the price is low. But even more importantly, because they're showing people exactly how to afford them.
2: You know, what's the irony there that in the marketplace, their leverage is increasing, their financing is increasing, and it really brings us to a bigger topic, and that is kind of checking your paradigm at the door. You know, because when you go in, a lot of us live in a certain market and we think we know it. And it's funny, you know, we we just, Robert, you took a group of people into Dallas and a couple of the people there, at least one person came in, but it was near. There's people that actually live in a marketplace. I remember it was like this when we'd go to Las Vegas and do it. People lived in the market. And after they get done, they said, I had no idea all of this was going on in my town. Well, that's because, you know, you get in your little, you get in your little routine and you miss things. The other thing is, especially if you're a U.S. investor and you're looking at the world through U.S. lenses, they were saying, oh, the whole world is experiencing this. Well, it isn't. I mean, certainly when the U.S., you know, as they say, catches a cold, the rest of the world catches pneumonia. But that's not as true as it used to be. The U.S. economy is not as dominant. Clearly, it's a dominant economy, but it isn't as dominant as it used to be. China is a huge market, and kind of the way China goes also affects the world. And so U.S. troubles, especially in our financial sector, have less of an effect in marketplaces that weren't using the same type of financial products, at derivatives, and some of the financing schemes that the U.S. were using so their markets didn't hyperinflate with easy money because they didn't see the easy money. And so their markets have been a little bit more stable. So one of the real important things to do when you start saying, gee, where am I going to invest? How am I going to look at a market? Is take all the ways you look at things and, and don't just assume that the way you see things because of where you live or what you're used to is the way it is everywhere. It really takes a lot of discipline to set that aside and listen to what people are saying and go look at a market with fresh eyes.
0: Absolutely.
1: Little historical perspective. We talk about being able to get into something for 20% down. I think, first of all, the market you're talking about wasn't too long ago that you couldn't get in, in with less than 100% down. Yeah, not but if
0: a lot look, of you uh, Look leverage. at
1: this country. Look at what we've got here and what we're doing currently. Go back 20 years. We didn't have 1% down, 5% down. We had basically 20% down, and the only place you could get a 10% down loan was through a portfolio lender of which there are very few left, by the way. In other words, the average buyer at that point came in with 20% down, and that looked pretty good compared to what they'd had historically. So, you know, when you talk about being able to get to 20% down, that hasn't been here for a 1,000 years, know, 20 folks. years are-
2: ago, Bob, we also <laughs> didn't have, the uh, last time I looked, 30-year fixed, were under 5%. <laughs> That was maybe 40 years ago.
1: Those are not bad numbers.
0: Yeah. That's uh, the other great thing about leverage today is that uh, it's very affordable. And so that's the good news. The bad news is what does it take to get into that? And so you need to understand the market. And it's it's always been important to understand financing before you go into a marketplace. But it's just crucially important today because you don't want to get stuck holding something when the music stops and you can't get rid of it. So multiple exit strategies also very important today. You know, when we have tough times in the U S it means that you have people making decisions differently. It used to be that, that in a, an upper scale uh, marketplace that if rents were going up, you know, people would pay that because they don't want to move today. Everyone's watching every dollar. And so you have people that move over a $20 rent increase or because they don't like something about the property. And so your tenant base is more volatile because of that. Now, there also are marketplaces where there are waiting lists for apartments. Because they're just positioned well, you know, it's a moving platform, of course. And and, and so I was I spent some time uh, this last week with a gentleman who uh, is in the financing arena and he was reminiscing with me about a project that they helped us uh, look for some financing on a few years ago. And one of the big drivers in the marketplace is the parcel that we owned was two parcels over from a fifteen hundred person campus of a big company. (laughs) which is <laughs> <just, we> <laughs> the campus is still the campus there. Is there it's just empty and we had a retail project that was going to be relying on lunch traffic from this campus and guess what that company's not in business anymore so things do change and and we're more aware of that uh than ever so what do you do about it well we'll talk about some of that when we come back we're also going to play our uh, thanksgiving edition of real estate trivia stay with us you're tuned to the real estate guys radio program i'm your host robert helms Hello, Robert Kiyosaki, listen to the real estate
8: guys. They're wild and crazy, but they really know what they're talking about.
5: There are a lot of what-ifs when it comes to investing. What if the stock market takes an unexpected dive? Uh, What if there's some government action that blows your investment? What if the company that you invest is the next Enron? These are some of the common ones. But I have another what-if scenario for you. What if you could invest in a market that Forbes rated as one of the top three investment opportunities in the U.S.? What if the investment gave you a significant tax advantage? What if CNN Money says this is a low risk? high-yield opportunity that shouldn't be overlooked. And what if, instead of just thinking about this, you actually took action? Take a few minutes and learn more. Go online to GoZoneAdvisor.com and get the free report from the IRS that explains this opportunity. Time for this opportunity is almost out. Isn't it worth taking a look? That's GoZoneAdvisor.com or call toll-free 800-970-0523. That's 800-970-0523. It's GoZoneAdvisor.com or 800 970 Are you ready
0: to profit in paradise? Hi, it's Robert Helms, and if you think real estate investing means tenants, toilets, and termites, think again. Located just a short plane ride from the U.S., a virtually untouched paradise awaits, the beautiful country of Belize. With its jungle rainforests, pristine beaches, and 81-degree turquoise water, Belize is one of the most beautiful places on Earth. Plus, it's considered one of the top seven tax havens in the world. And while U.S. real estate continues to drop, Belize property is on the rise. And many experts think the best is yet to come. Sound intriguing? Then join us for a free, informative webinar called Discover Enchanting Belize. When you watch the webinar, you'll discover the many reasons we love Belize, like tremendously undervalued beachfront land, super low taxes, ease of doing business, and so much more. To access the webinar, simply send an email to belizewebinar at realestateguysradio.com. That's belizewebinar
3: at com. Discover Enchanting Belize. Chadwick. 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 Real estate, like diamonds, are forever. So when it comes to real estate, never say never again. I travel the world for Global Property Network, spying out hot markets, experienced agents, and great deals. So if the world is not enough and you're looking for investment or vacation real estate anywhere in America or around the globe, call Global Property Network. I've got a gold finger for connecting you to great properties. You only live twice, so to grow your income for the second part of your life, you can live and let die, or you can go for it, like the living daylights. GPN is here to help. From Russia with love, this is Luke Chadwick for Global Property Network.
4: Give Luke and his team at Global Property Network a license to kill and find you income-producing property. Tomorrow never dies, so you need Luke to find properties and deals for your eyes only. Call Luke and GPN today, 877-411-4GPN. That's 877-411-4GPN. Or on the sponsors page at realestateguysradio.com. Need help with your real estate investment portfolio? Check out the resources page at realestateguysradio.com.
0: Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks for tuning in, whether you do that online or uh, via iTunes or uh, right on the radio. We're glad to have you here. We're here every uh, week and have been for... uh Gosh, almost 13 years now. Where does the time go? Uh, we're talking today about uh, market analysis of the new economy. Before we get back to that, it is time to play Real Estate Trivia. Here's how it works. I'm going to ask you a loosely related real straight question uh, to, to, to make it fit with our Thanksgiving theme. Uh, but it has something to do with real estate, uh, as you'll see. And uh, as soon as you hear the question or the answer, you're going to send your uh, answer or your best guess to trivia at realestateguysradio.com trivia at realestateguysradio.com include your name and mailing address so we can physically mail you your prize a copy of our book Equity Happens Building Lifelong Wealth with Real Estate and we'll even autograph it for you which will increase its value by 14.2%. So uh, it's uh, a great uh, chance for you to win something uh, on the program today if you're listening live then you'll—the the first person that has the right answer wins. But also we take all the correct guesses for the week and enter them into a drawing for another copy of the book. So if you're listening uh, via podcast, you're still okay. You still have a chance as long as you're not listening uh, like in 2012. All right, so before we cover this week's trivia question, uh, last week on the show, we had a very interesting uh, show on uh, gold uh, with uh, Mike Maloney, uh, super uh, big brain when it comes to uh, precious metals. And here was our question, uh, where was the largest gold nugget ever found? Where was the largest gold nugget found? Now, it's interesting because we had two guesses that are both kind of correct. So I think we're gonna, you know, go ahead and and, and uh, send out extra copies of the book. But um, the actual largest gold nugget ever found was found in California. But the largest gold nugget on display is displayed. You know where? It's not no my idea. backyard. At the Golden Nugget Hotel in Las Vegas. Ah. That was a nugget that was found in uh, Australia. It is the largest on display, and the largest that exists. But uh, the, it's it's uh, uh, it's big. It's sixty one pounds. But the largest one I ever found was one hundred and ninety five pounds. But they didn't keep it. They spent it. So there you go. <laughs> Hope As, not, in all one, not all in one place. <laughs> it be hard to all invest 195 pounds of gold in one place. That was back when uh, gold was cheap. Anyway, uh, that's not today's trivia question. Here we go. Uh, you probably know the holiday uh, wh- in which Americans eat the most turkey. What would you guess?
2: Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, <laughs> yes.
0: Thanksgiving uh, is the holiday that Americans uh, eat the most turkey. Here's our trivia question. Following Thanksgiving, on which holiday do Americans eat the most turkey? So what, what is holiday number two where turkey is consumed in the United States of America? If you want to guess, and you certainly could, there aren't that many holidays, send us your answer to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Include your mailing address so we can send you out. Equity happens, building lifelong wealth with real estate. And happy Thanksgiving to you.
2: Yeah, that was loosely connected to... Thanksgiving. Yes. No. It was. It's. it's I'm glad we're going with the loose theme, though, in preparation for Thanksgiving. Well, uh, loose-fitting pants exactly. and things that
0: you need. No, it, it's. It's definitely connected to Thanksgiving. The connection to real estate <laughs> is the one that's a little more big. So let me just connect the dots for everybody. Turkeys are raised where? On turkey farms. On turkey farms, which oh, yeah. are. Clearly, Real estate. Real estate. You can't have a turkey farm without real property involved. Goose, so that's right. There, there you go. All right, so we're talking about uh, market analysis and how has it changed a bit since uh, the financial meltdown and what's happened. And there's a lot of changes. Uh, you know, we look at, uh, say, raw land. Today, raw land is an interesting place to be. A lot of land developers have always made their money by buying land out in the path of progress, hanging on to it or land banking it in some way, just either letting it sit there or turning it into a mobile home park or a Christmas tree farm or something that's a land bank play and then hopefully when the market comes to, to, to uh, you know out to where your, your land is you've got a ton of land in the right place. Uh, we uh, know a gentleman who owns um, several uh, hundred acres directly next to a brand new major NFL stadium like right next to it. Hmm. Now when he bought the land it was out in the middle of nowhere. But today, that land's great. So, okay, bought the land years and years and years ago. So, that's when you want to do that. But today, when you're buying land, first of all, it's almost impossible to finance land. It's always been difficult. But today, who makes land loans? Land loans are mostly made by local banks. Local banks that really understand the market and they'll make the loan in anticipation of getting the construction financing. Construction financing is done, most of it's done locally. Even hard money lending done locally, right? You don't have too many uh, international hard money lenders. There, There's some, but but not too many. And so today, if you're looking at acquiring land, you've got the financing issue, which is it's hard to, to, to uh, purchase, but also, it's hard to sell today. Developers are uncertain. Developer confidence is still super low and builder confidence because of all the stuff that's happened, right? So the extension of the first-time buyers program, well, that's going to help, right? And what's happening in terms of some prices inching up and sales numbers inching up across markets, that's interesting. But there's also a lot of uncertainty in the market today. And so it's hard to sell that land. And those developers, even the ones with track records, single family home developers that built thousands of houses, are having a challenge getting them financed, the construction part of it financed as well. And so that's that's a change. And that means that if I'm a land investor, I've got to adjust my decisions a little bit and, and my strategy a little bit. It's the same in any niche that you pick. You know, Russ, earlier you talked about someone that likes to buy a house and fix it up and add value that way and sell, which is a great way to make equity uh, money in real estate, right? Capital gains uh, in, in real estate. The challenge is today when when you have committed assets to a property like that, you've really got to do your research to see, am I going to get back what I put into it? It's the financing question, but it's also what: who are the buyers in the marketplace. If you're in a marketplace that has jobs dissipating and uncertainty and everyone holding on to their dollars, that's a harder place to be in. So you've got to make some of those changes. Well,
2: you certainly have to you know, have a sharp pencil because you're not going to have necessarily market appreciation bail you out. You know, We saw lots of investors that were able to buy fixer uppers and they'd overshoot their budget and they'd overshoot their timeline, but they got away with it. Because the market appreciated during the six months of the year, five or 10%. And that was enough to give them plenty of margin, even though they blew their budget. Today, you can't really count on that. I think another safety valve is just to make sure that when you get into a property that, you you know, you talked about this earlier, multiple exit strategies, but, you know, hey, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to fix it up and I'm going to turn around and sell it. Great. Maybe you fix it up and you refinance it. You know, that used to, we do that and you pull the money back out and then go ahead and rent it out and let the cash flow take care of it over time. But you better be prepared to hold on to that thing maybe for five or ten years minimum and uh, again try to pick a market and you know that's part of what we're trying to help you do today that uh, is not necessarily on its on its way down but has maybe bounced off the bottom or is really near the bottom or is just coming up off the bottom and uh, and then, and then you know if you, even even a land play I mean you talked about that you know a great place for IRA money. I'm going to park my money in here. It's better than parking it in dollars. And at least it's something physical. It's tangible. I can understand it. I don't have to worry about foreclosure because I don't have any debt on it. I don't have to worry about, uh, you know, you know, managing it or cash calls. It just kind of sits there and it's where I've got my money. The the big problem you've got is liquidity. Who are you going to sell it to? Right. But, Because there's no liquidity in that right now, there's also people who are desperate to sell, and that means you get what we call found equity, the opportunity to go in and pick something up below even what it's worth maybe in the open market because people get to a point where they absolutely positively have got to sell because they have to raise cash now. You don't want to be in that situation, so think about that when you're going in, but if you find someone in that situation, then you have an opportunity.
1: Well, they may not tell you how desperately they need to sell, but the age-old question of why are you selling, what's the seller looking for, is important when you're the buyer. There's a lot of possibilities. When you don't have ready financing to do the development, to do the construction, then one of the things that you may look at is what's going on with the seller? Will the seller carry uh, we, we can't just assume they won't, even, by the way, if they were doing tax deferred exchanges, which most don't care about on land because it wasn't producing sufficient income to start
0: with. And the volume in tax deferred exchanges is way down. Do way, they? way, <laughs> way down. They're, way they're,
1: down. they're, ex- they're doing tax deferred exchange on yachts and cars and boats and things again. Anyhow, the point is simply that this is also a place where, uh, depending on what the needs of the seller are, this may be your opportunity to have the seller joint venture with you.
0: It's, no, just, it's, it's, it's just it's,
1: one of the possibilities for what, what you look for.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I love joint ventures, but I have a lot of uh, peers who think it's the stupidest thing ever to do. Why ever be in business with somebody who has, you know, skeletons in their closet? You know, it could be true, too. But I think uh, when everybody comes together, I just came back from a great trip where uh, our is bringing together the whole team. We've got just great people in every little niche, right? I get picked up at the airport by this guy who's a developer, a local developer, and instantly you like this guy, just a really, really good guy. And um, he's got his uh, buddy there, and his buddy says, oh, do you like our new airport? I go, yeah, it's really nice. He goes, yeah, well, he built it. Oh, yes, I built the airport, and then we go you know through the town, and there's this brand new shopping mall and oh, he built that, and there's this bus terminal. Oh, he built that, and then we pull up into the hotel, nice hotel, wow, this is the nicest hotel in town. He built that, I'm like, this is the guy he's like the guy who's built the town, you know, and he's got relationships it's amazing. We didn't go anywhere where there weren't five or six people who knew this guy, and it was clear we're with the right guy right and and you always need those those relationships in a market but today more than ever you've got to understand what it is that's moving a, a marketplace why why is it that somebody with that kind of Expertise uh, is able to play the game today, and what are they doing differently? You know, just picking this guy's brain is was really, really interesting. He's changed. He's had to change his decisions. He's what I call let the uh, financing uh, tail wag the property dog. Instead of just picking a pro- you know an area and, and developing something that is within his typical niche, he's had to instead step back and go well what can sell today, and where's the demand today, and what can get financed today, and then I'll go build that. So just a a shift. And as an investor on a small level, you've got to make that same shift. So we'll talk a little more about that when we come back. And we've got a new announcement for you, so stay with us. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys Radio Network. I'm your host, Robert Helms.
2: Hi, this is Garrett Sutton, Rich Dad's advisor. Remember, equity happens, and you're listening to the Real Estate Guys.
4: Are you excited about real estate investing but not sure where to get started? Learn the secrets of building wealth through real estate in the comfort of your own home. In the Real Equity Home Study Course, professional investor Robert Helms and his team of experts show you why real estate outperforms other investments. Stop dreaming about investing in real estate and start doing something about it. Order the Real Equity Home Study Course today at realestateguysradio.com
0: and click on Resources, realestateguysradio.com. Are you ready to profit in paradise? Hi, it's Robert Helms, and if you think real estate investing means tenants, toilets, and termites, think again! Located just a short plane ride from the U.S., a virtually untouched paradise awaits the beautiful country of Belize. With its jungle rainforests, pristine beaches, and 81 degree turquoise water, Belize is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Plus, it's considered one of the top seven tax havens in the world. And while U.S. real estate continues to drop, Belize property is on the rise. And many experts think the best is yet to come. Sound intriguing? Then join us for a free informative webinar called Discover Enchanting Belize. When you watch the webinar, you'll discover the many reasons we love Belize, like tremendously undervalued beachfront land, super low taxes, ease of doing business, and so much more. To access the webinar, simply send an email to belizewebinar at realestateguysradio.com. That's belizewebinar at realestateguysradio.com. Discover Enchanting Belize. There are a lot of what-ifs when it comes to
5: investing. What if the stock market takes an unexpected dive? What if there's some government action that blows your investment? What if the company that you invest is the next Enron? These are some of the common ones, but I have another what-if scenario for you. What if you could invest in a market that Forbes rated as one of the top three investment opportunities in the U.S.? What if the investment gave you a significant tax advantage? What if CNN Money says this is a low-risk, high-yield opportunity that shouldn't be overlooked? And what if, instead of just thinking about this, you actually took action? Take a few minutes to learn more. Go online to GoZoneAdvisor.com and get the free report from the IRS that explains this opportunity. Time for this opportunity is almost out. Isn't it worth taking a look? That's GoZoneAdvisor.com or call toll-free 800-970-0523. That's 800-970-0523. It's GoZoneAdvisor.com or 800-970-0523.
0: Hi, this is Kim Kiyosaki. I'm the author of Rich Woman, and you are listening to The Real Estate Guys. Thanks for tuning in to The Real Estate Guys, and we wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Lots of things to be thankful for this time of year, and as real estate investors, we've got great opportunity if we know how to recognize it. We're talking today about market analysis of the new economy, and uh, I want to talk about a couple of points that may just be uh, disjointed uh, here, but I think that are important. First of all, um, today, more than ever, because of what's happened in the marketplace, I think that if you if you're a buy and hold investor, a cash flow investor, someone that's looking at buying uh, a small apartment building, a large apartment building, a group of apartment buildings, you need to choose a market with very favorable tenant landlord law. And I mean favorable in the landlord direction. (laughs) Yes. Because think of what's happened in the single family home market. People have lost houses, but some of them have stayed in the house for a year or more without making their mortgage payment. Now, arguably, in the last year, it's been easier to be an owner of a property and not pay than a renter. Right. But today, your renter is going to have the same challenges the owners did. And when they can't pay, you need to be able to get them out. So there are states where it's virtually impossible to get them out in a timely manner, and that means you're going to be making the mortgage payment, and they're not making the rent payment. This is not a good formula. So make sure if, – if I'm looking today at cash flow marketplaces, I absolutely positively want to understand the local tenant landlord law. I think that's that's huge. I, I mean, look at what happened in uh, Phoenix. With the change in the local change in the law in terms of um, foreign na- – not foreign nationals, uh, uh, illegals right. uh, renting. Right. And all of a sudden, there was a whole sector of the apartment market that went vacant. And that's a huge change that guess what? You probably didn't see coming and there wasn't anything you could do about it. You've got to now reposition your property. And, and almost every property suffers from some uh, unique you know niche challenge. Right, if I'm if I have industrial property that is like I would just came from a market today. I, I was asking what the drivers were in this marketplace. It was a market we stopped over in, and it was a million people. I thought I'd never been here. It's a million people. What's the driver here? And the answer was this is where a lot of the automotive plants were set up. And it's like, wait a minute, this is outside of the United States. Okay, and, and we know what's happened in the automotive business, so guess what? Business is not good. And so if I was a developer of industrial parks and I was specializing in all the different companies that make parts and, and uh, add value services in, in the automotive industry, I, I, when, the, when the car business is good, I'm on cloud nine, right? But when it goes down, if I'm holding those assets, now what? So almost every type of real estate has you exposed to a niche, but then you also get rich in a niche. So you have to just think about that and think more carefully about what might happen. Things No one ever thought that some of the stuff that's happened was going to happen, right? So now we have to think differently about it. And I guess that's kind of the theme of the show. Today, we can't always approach marketplaces like like we once did.
2: No, not at all. And I think your point is well taken because you see, gee, there's a million people there. There's huge employers. There's great infrastructure. There's all that stuff. But if that particular market is very dependent on, on a particular company or particular industry you're exposed. So, well, we talk about get rich in a niche and the idea of being focused on what you do and being very, very good at it. Let the market be diversified. Yeah. You know, let there be lots of reasons why people want to be there. I mean, you can say whatever you want. Say, for example, about Southern California, but there, that there's a lot going on there. It's got great infrastructure, tons of people, all the things we talk about. And I'm, I'm not necessarily promoting Southern California. It just comes to mind as a market that's very diverse. You've got entertainment, you've got manufacturing, Manufacturing, you've got technology, you've got all kinds of retail, you've got stuff. You you get all kinds of stuff going on. That's that's a market that's hard to imagine is going to be down over the long term, very long.
0: Well, if you look at that, it's a great mindset. There's a lot of markets that are going to have long-term, great, sustainable drivers. That are on sale right now. Yeah. Because for whatever reason, they aren't the favorite. And so there's some real opportunity there. I think there's some good news in all of this. One of the things that I've noticed in in just traveling around all these marketplaces, my access to people is better than it's ever been. And that's not just because I network pretty well and get into relationships, but because people say at the local building department – Aren't very busy.
2: That's true. Right? They
0: have more time than they've had in the past. We're getting audiences with people that we probably couldn't have gotten in the big boom times, but today those people are very interested. A lot of municipalities are needing fees and open to projects, open to things where before you'd get the, well, we're too busy to even deal with your request here. Get in line. It'll take six months before we even look at it. To where someone at a desk review today can give you a pretty good idea of what your project is going to look like. So there are opportunities today to get into relationships with people and companies and all kinds of areas that you didn't have. So take advantage of that. While everyone else is running scared, this is the wonderful, wonderful time to, to stake your claim, to get out there and make things happen.
2: Yeah, we, you know, we talk about this all the time. Leadership is what it's going to take to get things turned around in your life, in the local economy, in the global economy. It always comes down to leadership, and leadership is the ability to move forward when no one else wants to. you got to be first, and it doesn't mean you just run in any direction and you don't Think about what you're doing. It's about studying the market. It's about you know the things we're talking about today, understanding what makes a market work, where the money's coming from. There's two sides to that, right? the flow of people and jobs, but it's also the flow of money and financing. and and so there's a lot of factors to think about. but if if you study those things and you begin to get in front of the trends or at least alongside the trends or get on them quickly, then you're in a position of leadership. and then that's a great thing because you get to the party a little bit early. And then you get a chance to ride the wave all the way up. And again, if you've gone in with the idea that you're going to be in it for 10 years and you put the deal together that way, if you get it wrong, you're not wiped out. And, and so that's the difference between being an investor and being a speculator and just hoping, hey, I'm just going to bet on green and hope, you know, bet on, bet on green, bet on red. Bet on... You can bet on green. <laughs> Those are t- good odds. You can tell I don't gamble a whole lot. <laughs> but you get the idea. I mean, the thing is, you, it's not just taking a chance. It's not just moving forward. It's about thinking things through. It's about knowing what you're doing and studying the things we've talked about, market fundamentals and money fundamentals. And when the two come together, you have an opportunity in real estate.
0: And we've just gone through one of the worst markets in real estate in 50 years. It, it does change. Change your psyche a little bit, right? You've got people definitely that go, wow, you know, I was all about capital gains and equity growth and look what happened to me. I want to be a little more prudent about my cash flow next time, and that's probably a good lesson to get. However, there are still fortunes to be made by buying real estate at the right time and adding value. It's huge.
2: Well I don't think the two are mutually exclusive. Cash flow no. is equity. The more cash flow, the more uh, equity, the more value. And what people get paid to do is go buy a problem property that maybe is under rented or not rented at all or uh, you know not be managed properly and got too much expenses and clean it up. You know that's what Ken McElroy does. Ken McElroy will go into a market and he will get his partners and they will go in and they will buy a property that is a mess. And then they fix it up, and then they say, well, okay, now we are got it where it really makes good sense to hold long-term. We can either sell it to a long-term cash flow investor, which is where he became a great uh, partner with Robert Kiyosaki, because he'd fix up these ugly duckling properties that, you know, Mr. Kiyosaki's not a fixer-upper. Right. He wants it when it's cash flowing, and then Ken would get it to where it's cash flowing and and then sell it to Robert. And then, you know, he explained to Robert, hey, if you get in early, then you can ride this thing up. We can refinance a property. You get your working capital back off the table, and you get to keep the property. Long term, Mr. Kiyosaki calls that getting infinite returns. And so there's a lot of opportunities to do those types of things right now because rents have not fallen as far as prices. Interest rates are as low as we've ever seen them, and there's lots and lots of properties out there right now that are available that have problems, and that's a good thing for you as an investor.
0: And you know what? Right now, a guy like Kenny is busier than ever. Right? I mean, here's a guy who's walking his talk, taking care of of you know a, a hot market in in terms of being out there and aggressively bidding and looking at properties and putting together groups. I mean, his market's on fire. Right? When I see his market, what he goes and acquires and what he creates. He's taking investor funds. He's out there doing the due diligence. He's doing market analysis. He's got a team. I mean, there, there's a busy guy that you're not going to get to spend time with. Unless you come on the 8th annual Investor Summit at Sea. Ken McElroy will be with us on our cruise for a week. You're going to pick his brain. He'll tell you exactly what he does. He's going to show you the marketplace he's in. It's an extraordinary opportunity. I, I don't know when else. You you can't even get the guy on the phone for 10 minutes. We're going to have him for a week. So if you've not yet signed up for our cruise, it's our Investor Summit at Sea. The 8th year we've gone. We're leaving from New Orleans, and we're going to go to Belize, Roatan, Cozumel. It's going to be a wonderful time. And not only is Ken McElroy with us, Garrett Sutton's going to be with us for the week, and, uh, of course, uh, the godfather of real estate. Russ and I will have a bunch of folks uh, doing classes and seminars in the days we're at sea, and we're going to look at some pretty real estate as well. So uh, check it out at our website at realestateguysradio.com and come on our cruise didn't really mean for that to be a shameless promotion for the cruise but when else do you get a guy like ken mcelroy's time hey i i'm super proud of the fact that we got him
2: i went out to that uh, event that rich dad had uh, back in september you know robert you were with me and we did that and then I, I did the follow-up event and that was amazing i had a chance to sit down with ken and just the people sitting at the table wanting to pick his brain i told the one guy i go hey you know we got ken coming on the cruise for a week oh you're kidding really i mean they couldn't wait to come so Hey, I think, man, if if you haven't uh, thought about coming on the cruise, you want to do that.
0: Go to our site, com, and you can check it out. And just uh, do your homework. It's also a marketplace where you can take your time and do it right. Do your market analysis, ask questions, and do the right thing. Hey, thanks to our sponsors for making our show possible. Thanks to Chatham, our engineer, Matthew Pierce, our executive producer. And most importantly, you, our listener. We'll see you next week on The Real Estate Guys uh, radio program. Until then, go make some equity happen. And happy Thanksgiving.
6: This airing of the Real Estate Guys was brought to you in part by our sponsors Global Property Network. Referrals to the world and properties to your doorstep. Call GPN at 877 411 4GPN or online at globalpropertynetwork.com. Trivio. Extend your trivio.com trial for 60 days when you use the promotional code Real Estate Guys. Go online to T R E I V O.com. Audible.com. Audible.com is the leading provider in spoken word entertainment. Log on to audiblepodcast.com forward slash real estate guys to get a free audiobook download of your choice. You can find out about these and our other valued sponsors on our sponsor page at realestateguysradio.com. And to learn how you can sponsor the program, call Matthew Pierce at 510-521-50100. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week on The Real Estate Guys.
2: If you're like me and thousands of others, you know that the Real Estate Guys radio show is a great source for quality content about investing in real estate. But did you know that they also have a book? I just finished reading their book, Equity Happens, and I was blown away by how much I learned. If you're ready to create sustainable wealth through real estate, you need to get Equity Happens. You'll learn, just as I did, about what it takes to prosper in the real estate industry. So don't wait. Make equity happen to you. Order your copy today at equityhappens.com.